Translation and prayer by his divine grace. H.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada My Lord, O unlimited reservoir of transcendent qualities, you have killed my father, Viranyakashipu, and saved me from his sword. He had said very angrily, If there is any supreme control other than me, let him save me. I shall now sever your head from your body. Therefore I think that both in saving me and in killing him, you have acted just to prove true the words of your devotee. There is no other cause. Purport. In Bhagavad Gita 929, the Lord says, Samaham Sava Bhuteshu Namadustasana Priya Yebhujanta Tumambhakya Maitateshu Chapiyaham. The Supreme Person of God is undoubtedly equal to everyone. He has no friend and no enemy, but as one desires benefits from the Lord, the Lord is very pleased to award them. The lower and higher positions of different living entities are due to their desires for the Lord. Being equal to all fulfills everyone's desires. The killing of Hiranyakashipu and saving of Palamraj also strictly followed this law of the Supreme Controller's activities. When Palat's mother, Hiranyakashipu's wife, Kayadu, was under the protection of Narada, she prayed for the protection of her son from the enemy. And Narada Muni gave assurance that Palad would always be saved from the enemy's hands. Thus, when Hiranyakashipu was going to kill Palad Maharaj, the Lord saved Palad to fulfill his promise in Bhagavad Gita, Kunteya Pratijanihi Nama Bhakta Pranasati. And to prove true the words of Narada, the Lord can fulfill many prom- purposes through one action. Thus, the killing of Hiranyakashipu and the saving of Palad were enacted simultaneously through the truthfulness of the Lord's devotee and the fidelity of the Lord himself to his own purpose. The Lord acts only to satisfy the desires of his devotees. Otherwise, he has nothing to do. As confirmed in the Vedic language, Natasya Karinam Karinam Chavijyate, the Lord has nothing to do personally, for everything is done through his different potencies. Parasya Shakti Vivideya The Lord has multifarious energies through which everything is done. Thus, when he personally does something, it is only to satisfy his devotee. The Lord is known as Bhaktivatsa because he is very much favors his devoted servants. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Vidagadhar Shri Vasudeva Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 
Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Krishna appears in the material sometimes to increase our love, but he disappears from the spiritual to also increase our love. <laughs> of his devotees, this is this is his, he increases the love of devotees. This is all he does. There's something that God does. That's what he does to increase the love of those who have forgotten him in this material world and those who can't, not, cannot forget him. <laughs> so we can see we have two personalities. Hiranyakashipu, in the, he, he don't want to see the Lord. He wants to cut his head off and drink the blood. He said, after killing his brother, Hiranyaksha, because I will avenge my brother's death by cutting the head of Vishnu and drinking the blood. Because my brother liked to drink blood. <laughs> So here's the relationship with Krishna. And then you have the relationship with Prahlad, who never forgot the Lord, through the mercy of Nagamuni, obviously. And we see here that uh, what's amazing is that Krishna never really personally came. Every time Ranyakashpur organized the killing of Prahlad, you know, throw him off a cliff, <laughs> you know, the, he got caught and stayed. Under the, throw him under the elephants, saved. Throw him in a pit of snakes. Uh, there was no problem for Pilate because he always remembered the Lord, and only helped to increase his love more and more. And uh, there's one, I think, an Alva or disciple in the line, Sri Sampradaya Ramanujacharya, and they're asking questions to Pilate. They go, Pilate, weren't you scared when you throw him in the pit of snakes? He goes, No. Why would I be scared? My father, he sleeps on a bed of snakes. So if I'm sleeping on the father's bed, what's there to be afraid of? So he's referring to Lord Vishnu as his father. He sleeps on an antisocial. And it's every single time there's like one, like for the fire, when, when your auntie, your Kashpur's sister, grabbed you on her lap and she had a benediction that she couldn't be, uh, she couldn't be burnt by Prahladka. And then she sits on there, and then she gets burnt alive, and then Prahlad is saved. So I'll try and find those, those prayers. But Prahlad, we always saw that the Lord was there. Just like in Bhagavad Gita in the 10th chapter, that you know the taste of water is Krishna. It's the light of the sun and the moon. We may not see it directly, but we can see him through his, his hand in our lives. Uh, it even says that the the sun and the moon are the eyes of the world. We think no one's looking out for us. You just look up, sun's there. You're, everything's okay. <laughs> everything's taken care of. There's nothing to worry about. The reassurance is there. Pratichaya sadhanam vinasiyata guskitam dhamsamstapanantaya sobhavam yugayugay. The Lord appears millennium after millennium to deliver the sadhus. But it's not from the danger of the demons. No, it's not good. Because Krishna doesn't have to appear personally. Just like Kamsa was, you know, uh, locking up Vasudeva and Devaki. He didn't have to appear personally to kill Kamsa. He can just, like, put a blood clot in his brain and, you know, <laughs> make the, the ground open up and he'll fall through, you know. Mm -hmm. 
one lightning strike, something, you know. Put some coronavirus, I don't know. <laughs> you can just kill a whole lot of demons, right? <laughs> but um, it says in the purport to that verse that Krishna relieves the pain of separation of his pure devotees from him. That's why he appears. And at the same time, he's killing demons. Like Kamsa, Hiranyakashipu. Yeah. But if you look back in, in this person of Hiranyakashipu, who is he actually? He's actually Jai Vijay. I don't know which one is it. Jai or Vijay? Does anyone know? I think it is mentioned. I can't remember. One of them. And who are they? They're pure devotees. The Lord has a desire to fight. Yeah! We would like to fight, don't we? You know? Yes? No? Or we all very peaceful. <laughs> we like a good fight, good challenge. Someone cut, you're doing hiring someone because you're stop this! You want to go to jail! Are you human being? The fighting spirit may appear. <laughs> so that's there in the Lord. Jamani Yasi Yataha. The origin of everything is there in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And in the spiritual world, no one's going to pick a fight. Like a real fight. Like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to chop your head off like this. It's always like kind of on the fun side, right? <laughs> but he, he wants this like, all right, let me get a real challenge. Uh, and then he arranges the whole pastime at the gates of Vaikuntha. The four Kumaras, they want to see Narayan. And apparently there's seven gates. At, yeah. And they go through six. So it wasn't a problem. <laughs> and then, you know, to the seventh, Jai and Vijay said, Nah, can't go. You're not dressed properly. <laughs> you know, that little kid's here. Something like that. And they're like, What? Do you know who we are? We are Brahmanas. You cannot do this to us. Curse you. And uh, there's like counter cursing and stuff. And Lord Narayan heard the whole fiasco comes on his plane. And then the four Kamaras see the Lord. And um, the Lord actually is so dear to the Brahmanas. Brahma Brahmaiti, like full Brahmana, Taicha, Jagaditai, Krishna, Vivinyag, Monamaha, that the cows are first, obviously. Then the Brahmas. He's dear to the Brahmas. He worships the Brahmas. Mm -hmm. It's like the Sadama Vipra. That's an amazing pastime. You know, they're, they're schoolmates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they went to school together, went to the Gurukul together. And uh, Krishna, he's, he did well <laughs> after school. He's in the palace in Dwarka, 16,108 palaces, beautiful queens. He's living the life. Sadama Vipra is you know, in the village. You know, they don't even have enough food to eat, but it's just maybe one piece of clothing, one room house. And the wife's saying, like, she's feeling, she's, like, very faithful and chaste. She's feeling sorry for her husband. It's like, you know, we're, you're starving. I don't care. I'm just your servant. But, you know, we're starving. And maybe you could ask your friend Krishna for a little help. And he's like, no, no. How could I ask the one that I love and worship so much? Just like Balaraj mentioned later. And is saying, ask for anything you want. I'll give you anything. Can you imagine, like, like a billionaire comes to you. I'll give you anything you want. Just, like, just ask me, you know. 
And then Vladimir said, no, what is this? It's not business. I'm just his servant. I'm just like, I just want to serve you out of love. I want this relationship. Actually, I want to serve Narada Muni, as we heard. How am I to serve you directly? This is the greatest wealth. And um, so, how can I act in this business way? All right, fine. Just go and see him, the wife says. Just go and see him. She's not even asking for saris. And, I don't have enough saris. Where's my bangles? And need some earrings. And, you know? and the friend, they, the neighbors, they got so much things. And we got hardly anything. They could get moving, you know? <laughs> so she wasn't like that. They go, why don't you just go see your friend? He goes, yeah, when I get to see my friend, I would love to see Krishna. Who wouldn't? Comes to the gates and sees his big palaces, everything, and they say, who are you? Uh, I'm, I'm Saddam Vipra, I know, I look pretty bad. Oh, before he left, he's like, well, we've got to bring something to Krishna, don't we? Okay, yeah, what do we have? We don't have anything. Oh, then they start begging from the natives, well, uh, can you give us something? They're also poor, they give like some like hard chip fries sort of thing. Unedible, okay. What is that? Like broken, like broken, yeah. It was like rice flakes. I think it's like flat rice, broken, torn half. Like this, what you have on the bottom of the yeah, of the back. Yes, yeah, we have that. We're gonna offer it to Krishna. Takes that with him. And uh, comes to the gates. Who are you? Our uh, schoolmate, we have Sadama. Oh, yeah. Krishna finds out in his, in his room. He says, oh, it's Sadama. Comes to the door, embraces him. And the queen is wondering, who is this? Like, he, they described in the Krishna book, he was dressed niggardly and neglectively, you know, he had, you know, torn cloth and it's like dirty. And, you know, puts him on his own seat, washes his feet, and there's like beautiful picture. They both got tears mm-hmm. in their eyes again. And uh, you know, and the goddess of fortune, Rukmini, is like Chamra, like this. <laughs> All right. And then they start remembering. Remember when we were in school? Yeah, remember we went to get firewood for our spiritual master, Sandapani Muni. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, it's fire. And then we got lost. We were in the cave, you know, and and the storm broke out, and we couldn't we couldn't go back to our ashram. He's like, yeah, we're stuck and we're just like trying to keep each other warm and I was scared, yeah, I was scared. Were you scared? Yeah, I was scared, you know. And then um, the, the storm clears out. Sunny Pani went with the students trying to look for him. Krishna, Sadama, where are you? Where are you? And then they found him. Like, oh, Guru Maharaj, we're so we didn't come back in time. We got stuck at the storm. No, oh, it's okay. A real spiritual master has is blessed with such disciples that you were dedicated to fetch that fire, to fetch... To execute the instruction, I bless you guys. Whatever you say will be like as true as the Vedas and helpful eternity. <laughs> Get that blessing. Wow, that was a great part. And then Krishna goes, "Hey, Sadama, did you bring me anything?" No, I don't bring nothing. <laughs> I don't bring nothing. <laughs> no, you have something. Yeah, I can see. It looks like something delicious. No, 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 you can't eat this, no. Mmm, wow. Your high is such nectar. This is like the most amazing preparation, whatever it tastes. So he's tasting the bhakti, that humility of Sudan. 
And Saddam, he would never ask anything. And you can imagine us. Every time we go in front of the deities. Always asking something for us. Always, you know, in front of the his best friends with Krishna. Krishna will give him the universe. Alright. And he's doing it bad than anyone you could imagine. He's not asking anything. And he doesn't even want to give pain in form of this small tube, right? That's all he has to offer. He won't even offer his thing, you know, the pain of the soft body of the world. You know, he was only thinking about the Lord's pleasure and and uh, his situation. He never thinks about his own. And he's eating more. And then Rukmini's like, no, and stops Krishna. He goes, no, if you take any more, you know, because he's pleased you so much, I'm fully indebted to this person. If you take any more, I just have to be a slave in his house for God's fortune to be a slave. <laughs> because Lakshmi's always where Narayan is. Krishna is always with the, the devotee. He's like surrendered. So then Lakshmi has to be there. He goes, don't take any more. I'll be fully indebted to this Brahman. Don't take any more. And Sadama doesn't take any more. He's ecstatic. He's like, oh, I saw Krishna. What a great experience. I saw the goddess of fortune. I saw Dwarka. I'll never forget this experience. But yeah, I couldn't have, I didn't have the guts to ask. So he's walking back and he's thinking, oh, I can't ask anything. You know? Goes back to his village. It turns into, into like a kingdom. His house becomes like a palace. And then some like celestial woman is walking with kids towards him and it's like oh it's his wife <laughs> wow look at you and she's like she just in tears bows down to him and she says she embraces him within her heart you know and just like so grateful to see it because of all the wealth that came and then uh, Sadama Vipra becomes wealthy the whole thing his attachment was attachment to austerity and Krishna wants to break that and the thing is, we always see this verse, usually, Krishna takes away everything to be merciful to you, you know? So then you have nothing else, your family hates you, your friends hate you, and then you got no one else but Krishna. Mm. Just like Bali Maharaj, he gave everything. And then, you know, he got punished by Vaman and Dave, by the ropes of Aruna, and humiliated completely in front of everyone, he even like disregarded spiritual master, Sukracharya. He gave us so much, everything. And uh, after the whole thing, he was, he was purified by the whole experience and he was just worried about the pleasure of the Lord. <laughs> then the Lord gives him Sutala, which is like a planet which is better than Indra. Even Indra worships this planet. And he sits as the gatekeeper there. So you think like, yeah, that's right. You just give everything and Krishna will give so much back. No, it's not even like that. It's still material ambition, right? You do everything for Krishna and He'll give so much to you. No. The mercy of Krishna is that He'll give you everything, so much opulence, and the mercy is that He gives you the strength to not be bewildered by it. As Vishnu Chakravati Thakur explains after the person of Bali Maharaj. So you may take everything away, give you everything, and then you don't get bewildered thinking, ah, it's mine, yes, I finally did it. I am the real devotee. I have so much money and wealth and power and strength and intelligence. And people worship me. No. It's that you get all of that and you're not bewildered. <laughs> Pretty far out. And you can see this in the pastime of even Prahlad. Prahlad was like, he has all these teachings to his schoolmates. 
you only have pretty much 10 years worth living if you live for 100 years. Half your life sleeping, first 10 years of your life playing, the next 10 looking for girls, <laughs> the next 25 you're looking after, the next 20 you're looking after your family. So then what's left? 10 years. 50, 10, 10, 20, 10. There's only 10 years left. And then it's like, what's the use of, you know, a material facility? You're just chewing the chew, this and that. What does, what does Nanda Shingadev do? You take over the kingdom. <laughs> you get married, you have children, and you do all the material facility. But don't worry, I will protect you. You'll be fully focused on the ultimate goal of life. It's pretty amazing how all these things happen as the the pure devotees surrender to the Lord. It looks like... So we can't... The thing is that I want to point out is that we can get confused that uh, we give us so much for the Lord and then we get so much wealth, opulence, everything. Or we look at someone, oh, he's a millionaire, successful business person. He's famous as a singer outside world. They got the mercy of Krishna. No, it's deeper than that. If they can handle... If they're not bewildered by the material opulence, and then focus on the pleasure of the blood, then they are got the mercy. Pretty far out though, mm-hmm. I think. And we can see that with uh, Srila Prabhupada. Again, he rocks up to, Austri- to America, not Australia. <laughs> <laughs> he comes later to Australia. Yeah, he, he would have went anywhere. Like there was, there was this lecture in La Trobe University in Melbourne. And like everyone, these, they were like fully yopos, you know. It was such a bad program. Yeah, and you can see that the, yeah, yeah, and the mud visa speaking, you know. And he's saying like, uh, so what, you go to Australia because you think you can stop war or something with Vietnam or something like that? Uh, why did you go, is that why you went to America first? Why didn't you come to Australia? He goes, well, he got a free ticket on a cargo ship, mud visa, Maharaj was saying. So he, that's how he got there. But if you send a free ticket, he would have came here first. <laughs> you know. And if you hear the end of the lecture, you can I try and find it. At the end of the lecture, it's like, it just becomes a fight, you know. Yeah. And you beat up my mate. Yeah! Like that. And it was, a, it was a whole thing. They weren't submissive at all. And uh, apparently they tarred and feathered the devotee's van. Like they put all this tar on the van as it was going out of the program. Because there was like a rumor that this um, Hare Krishna movement is started by the American government to stop the the hippies that were like protesting against the Vietnam War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were saying like, oh, you're trying to make people all like peaceful and stuff instead of like fighting against the government. Yeah. So and I think Aniruddha. He was there. He Did told. It? He said, Melbourne Temple President. He said that he was like at this university, and then he was in the bathroom. And all these like kids started coming in, like covered in blood. And then he was like, "What's going on?" And like, what happened? The devotees like there was a big punch on, and the devotees like beat the crap out of these guys. And he was like so impressed that these Hare Krishnas beat up these guys that he joined the movement. It's his movement. Yeah. So I gotta find out more about these guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the Lord always protects his devotees. And in this lecture, Madhavisma. Yeah, he was like, if you have a problem, if you, you can ask, he's come all the way, so ask intelligent questions, 
But if you want to act like a ruffian, we can take this outside and do it this way. So they sold out like the cats and dogs like the cats outside, and they're just blaming you like, yeah, come on, we'll go outside. Cool. <laughs> you know. And then it's cool uh, do it. Yeah. It's intense, man. Yeah. If you hear the recording, it's like, you hear this whole scene. Yeah, it's all the videos. So, yeah, Prabhupada. Krishna has always got Prabhupada's back. And, uh... The main thing of Bhakti Vatsal, um, Prabhupada said, like, um, Lord Brahma gave so many benedictions to Ranikashipu after all these austerities. Mm-hmm. Ranikashipu said, I want to be immortal. Well, I can't give you what I don't have. Okay, then uh, I don't want to die on the, in the air, in, on the land, on the water. Okay. I don't want to be killed by any animal, man, or demigod. Okay. I don't want to be killed by anything dead or alive. All right. I don't want to be killed inside or outside. Okay. Day or night. Okay. Um, I think that was everything. So then, Hirani, uh, Nishingadev kills him in the form of a half man, half lion. It's neither. Um, not on the ground, on the air, on the lap. Neither things that are dead or neither weapon. As well. So he uses his nails, but they're not alive or dead. Because the weapon's dead, right? But nails, they're not alive or dead. And neither inside or outside in the balcony or whatever, this in between part. (laughs) Neither day or night, it was like sunset. And uh, yeah, did some surgical operation. (laughs) Blood everywhere, you know? And then Prahlad comes with a garland with a killer on his back. He upholds every word of Lord Brahma, the pure devotee. And at the same time, upheld the word of Prahlad, saying that my Lord is everywhere. Oh, is he? Is he in this pillar? And apparently there's some single Puran or something like that, and maybe in another Kalpa, where it says that actually... Like, Nishingadev wasn't in the pillar. He was, like, hiding behind, and then Prahlad saw him, and he was like... Like, you know, I gotcha, like this, and then, and then, you know, he breaks the pillar, he's there, ah! So, that's pretty, he was always there. And, um, and also here we have Narada Muni's word, that to Kayadu, make sure my son is always protected from the enemy, not like from your father. You know, enemy could be anyone, the main one was... <laughs> was protected. So just like that, everything, the Lord upheld everything Lord Brahma said. So if the pure devotee says, if you chant 16 rounds, you follow four regulative principles, and you go back to Godhead in this life, then Krishna must fulfill it. And that's like a super enormous benediction given to us by Srila Prabhupada. The, uh, the pure devotee that we're connected to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's not a big us, but it, it's being brought down to somehow favor us. So the 16 rounds, it's, not, it's an everyday thing. So sometimes you can be sick, sometimes you could be busy doing so much service. Um, you can even not chant proper rounds and miss some mantras. It can happen. So 
It's a minimum of 16 rounds. And then the four regular principles, not like, okay, you make the vow, and then you change 16 rounds, and then, what are you doing now? I'm following four regular principles. No, you just sit there, you're following four regular principles. You gotta do some service, keep busy. Hearing and chanting, you know, we, we've woken up early, we've done so much, we've had breakfast, and we're still hearing and chanting now, which is pretty far out, we'll never do this anywhere else. But we're staying busy in this way. And then uh, we're going to hear and chant some more. We're going to have to do the Zoom class thing. And then uh, yesterday was Farah jumping into the Ganga with cows. So cows swim in the Ganga. Mm. Yeah, that's Farah. I'd never seen that area. And she was like happy like anything, you know? So it tailed up, just curl up. <laughs> and then there was a, a pool there, baby. And he's just like... And it's funny, the... The, the cowed man, whatever, I don't know what you call it, Gopa. So he's swimming out with the cow and then pushes, dunks the head of the cow in, you know? And then he's just like, you know? That's like the whole thing. And then the baby comes out again. I say, how do I swim? Like, if your hands are like down, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I don't know. That was bewildering. Man. It's true. Yeah. Oh, they swim, but they can swim. And, and it was uh, even swimming like against the current. Yeah, against the current. And then we're in Ganga with cows. We bathe them with Ganga water. Where is the tail? In the tail, maybe. I should know. It's like they have mystic powers. These cows, you know, maybe. And uh, yeah, so that's service as well. You know, taking a bath in the Ganga. She's our mother. We worship her by swimming in the waters, taking bath, chanting Gayatri. It's it's service, and then walking around here is already service. Another dweep. Even sleeping, lying down, that's also service. My pool is full of benedictions that we have no idea what's going on. And then um, you know, take a rest when it's hot. So that's like obeisances you can take. <laughs> taking prasadam. And then there's evening kirtan. There's always some evening kirtan. I'm running around like a crazy guy, but, you know, Garanga's place, or Agni Dev. And then uh, read a little bit in between, and successful day of Krishna consciousness, avoiding the four regular principles. <laughs> but Prabhupada, on this, uh, he gave a lecture on my favorite verse in Bhagavad Gita, 259. <laughs> Try to live my life according to this verse because it always says, try and get that higher taste. And you can always get more higher. Than, like, you're in Krishna consciousness now. Yeah, I've got the higher taste. I don't need meat. No. <laughs> you can get like higher. You know? Maybe it's like the prasadam is cooked by someone amazing or like you honor the prasadam in such a way where it's like service and really relishing the taste. You know, you can get into the services more. So it says, we have four regular principles. No meat eating. People eat meat addicted to flesh and blood. And how they get that in the form of milk. Milk is the blood of the cow transforms. And you don't kill the cow and offer it to Krishna. Krishna loves milk products. You can make hundreds of types of preps, even simply wonderfuls and cubes. It's cubes, simply wonderful. Paneer subjis, like anything, milk sweets, rasgulla, rasmalai, 
Burfi, Sandesh, Sweet Rice, Railbury. Sweet yogurt, yogurt, <laughs> butter, gum, ghee, oil. So many. And so you get fulfilled that way. High taste. No intoxication. No drinking. No, uh, no smoking weed. No smoking cigarettes. No coffee or tea. So Prophet said, take prasadam and be intoxicated. Yeah. And you can oh, see that yes. sometimes when you take prasadam. Like you come to someone's house, you kind of like, everyone's like, sort of, okay, how's it going? Yes, nice to meet you. Very official. Um, After a big food, sure. everyone's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, like drunkards, you know? <laughs> and this problem, and they just lie down. No one cares who's around the city, <laughs> louching down, you know, like real drunk. You know, there's always like some supermarkets, some, I don't know, in my hometown, there's like one supermarket nearby, and there's always these three old guys, and they always, they always get, they always the drunks, and they just sit in the same place and drink all day. Mm-hmm next to the supermarket. <laughs> I don't know how they stay alive anyway, but we are like that when it comes to prashadam. And then um, Prabhupada said, no, this is sex. He says, we don't say no sex, but have children in marriage, like this, and, and have, you know, sex there. And then no gambling. So Prabhupada said, uh, Krishna consciousness is a gamble. Because you're going against everyone else. They're doing everything to forget Krishna. And you're going against the, the current. That current. To go after something that you can't really see. You can't touch. It's spiritual. You can't see with your own senses and stuff. And like, you know, to go for a spiritual world for a god who's a blue boy herding cows, playing a flute with a peacock feather. Sounds like a gamble to me. Some reporter asked Prabhupada, why are you doing all this? Because I want to see that lotus eyed boy who's bluish and, and uh, his pick up a place of flea, hurts cows. And he is God. This is, yeah, it sounds like a gamble, right? Who would believe you? Um, so. The one reporter asked Prabhupada, he goes, so you're doing all this practice and everything, but uh, what if there's no Krishna at the end of all of this? You do all this practice, you die, and there's no Krishna at the end. What about that? And then Prabhupada says, well, if there's no Krishna, well, the Buddhists are having a good life anyway. Yeah. You know, they've got the best food, they've got the best clothes, you know, if they... Uh, if they're, you know, monks and they, they can get married, they get set up with some girl or something, you know, Prabhupada's saying, they get everything best materially. They live in a temple, it's like a palace, and everything is taken care of materially. There's no, no big deal, actually. But what if there's a Krishna after, at the end? Right. Mm-hmm. So life is good. Kevala Ananda Kanda. This is what Nittai Gurami has given us, this process, so. Only transcendental bliss is awaking us. And that the way that we can see this magic 
is if um, we follow in the footsteps of these Mahajans, like Vlad Maharaj, who in all circumstances was always thinking of the Lord and always saw that the Lord's hand was in their life and always praying to the Lord that somehow I can serve your servant. And then that's how every step is a thrill. When magic happens. Should the Prabhupada keep? Uh, yeah. Comments, questions, something. I was thinking about this, like how Prabhupada said, trying to sit around some false stories and go back to God. Because in other times, he also says, like, you have to be, like, the other day I read a Prabhupada saying, the only way you can accept your devotional service is if you're sinless. And also, I've heard him saying lectures that, like, you can't go back to spirituality if you have offenses, and it's in the context of chanting the holy name. So in one sense he's saying like, yeah, 16 rounds and 4x, but like, what's the quality of the 16 rounds and like, like, do we have to be pure devotees or like, do we have to chant like Shudanam in order to go back to spirituality? Probably not. It's like, do we have to have praying and then go back? I hope it doesn't come actually. No, not exactly. You can pick it up on the, at the gate. The gates of the spiritual. <laughs> so our whole thing is just uh, just service to our spiritual master and whatever he wants, and then just execute that with, as our heart and soul. Our life mission is just to somehow execute the order of the spiritual master, and they've made it really simple for us actually. So obviously you try and avoid offenses. That's there. We work on the six hours. It's only service we have actually. Four regular principles, just human level. Yeah. And then chanting them is 16 rounds. But then we can't chant non stop, so then we have to do active service. Russian up care. Who are you trying to imitate Haridas that you're chanting yeah. in solitude? Just thinking of money and sex. So, Prabhupada saw that, so he gave a whole barrage of active service. To engage in the senses and the masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you didn't even tell them to chant, and they realized that they couldn't. Okay. Yeah, he brought it down, but then he kept us busy with the preaching movement. It seems like if your service is done high now, it's like you're chanting new. Chanting extra. And if you're distributing books, and you're like, to chant more. You know, they asked Prabhupada, the reporter asked Prabhupada, so you're doing all this chanting, what do you get? And Prabhupada said, more chanting. So the thing is, is that if you feel like chanting more, that's the mercy of your chanting. It's not like we're trying to prove anything. If you kind of finish at 16, you kind of think, But yeah, the, it's the, pretty much the main service of, of a disciple in this time, is 16 rounds. And um, so that's why like, we try and do it in like, kind of like a, a secret meeting with Krishna. 
You know, you gotta make sure, and you know, make you know, other stuff is you're not looking at phone, forget your phone, crowd, and being, you know, don't even turn it on. They're not gonna look at you coming on, which is Krishna, you know. Someone wants to ask you something, no, I'm busy, you know, I can't wait. And that's why you wake up early, do it in the morning, there's nothing going on in the morning. Well, it shouldn't. And, uh, that's kind of the, the mood of like, especially like what I've seen with Harinam Ruchi. Like all of us love Harinam, and you think we're just a bunch of musicians. You know, a bunch of rock, ISKCON rock stars, you know, mm-hmm. they just travel around and you know, yeah. they're on the internet and you know, they're doing good and stuff. But you see, like, the whole thing is like, okay, we're gonna do our Jaffa and, and no one disturbs each other. And we don't do anything until we finish the first, first 16 rounds or whatever rounds we wanna do in the morning. And then we, we'll do other things after that. It's, it's never like, okay. And for me, I could never go out on Hari now if I haven't finished 16 rounds. It rarely happens. Maybe like within eight years of traveling, it probably only happened. Maybe like two, three, four times. I wouldn't go out. I, 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 I go out, but I didn't finish 16. It's a big difference. And the whole thing with 16, even though you may chant and like, yeah, finish, you know? Mm-hmm. Like on the plane, you know, you chant on the plane, you can't hear yourself chant, right? And then you're like this, or you're on a bus, or a car. But you do the 16 anyway, and Prabhupada's protection is there. You can feel this, this protection. He's like, oh, you're actually trying to please me, so let me get you through life. Yeah, you can have a whole class and yeah. just extend your hands, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, if, if there's something to take with you, then, uh, yeah, make it a private meeting with Krishna. Is there in the name? And then, um, this is the best thing. When you're chanting, you think there's nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. Actually, there isn't. But there's nothing else. So you tell your mind, shut up. And this is the best thing I'm doing. I'm with the God. I'm with that beautiful Shamasunda. And his name, and his dad, the, you know, Radharani and Krishna dancing on my tongue here. Why are you interrupting? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just, the whole energy is on the ear. And you chant with the tongue, and the sound, you catch it with your ear. Then the mind goes here and there, into the past, into the future, and, uh, different planets. And I hate that girl, I hate that guy. And, you know, why did he say that to me? And I lost that ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. um, so the whole thing is to, the whole practice of Japa is that, okay, we're going to bring it back. It may go away. Fine, go away. It's going to go away. That's cool. Don't feel guilty. But just bring it back. Hare. Bring it back to that first Hare in the mantra. And Sajananda Swami described something in Ayurveda. There's like a, some sort of elixir or chemical or like liquid thing where... Uh, it's like mercury and some other chemical and it mixes together. But to put them together, it's impossible. It's kind of like they spit apart. They kind of repel each other. Mm-hmm. 
And um, that's like the mantra in the mind. But this, uh, it, these Ayurvedic experts, they're just like for hours, they're trying to mix these two chemicals together, mercury and something, I can't remember. And this chemical can bring back to life a dead person. That's like how powerful it is. Ayurveda. You have faith in that. But his analogy is there to present the fact that, okay, we're working on that to just bring the soul back to life. Bring that love back to life for Krishna. And that's our practice. So the mind go away. It's cool. No worries. Just bring it back. This is uh, maybe something. See, everyone has these techniques, you know. It's an individual thing. It's not like the one technique that's going to work. My brother was telling me that if you get asana in your mind, Chant like more loud. Yeah, if you chant loud, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Hari Dasa so. But yeah, there's like a billion and one techniques. But if, you know, maybe there's a few things I've been trying to work on, but it's a lifetime career. Whatever we can do in this life, then hopefully um, Prabhupada, our spiritual master, can take care of the rest. That's our hope. So that's why we always try and be so in the spiritual master. It's like many times more, like the more focused chanting is, you know, in a prayer for me. Let me just somehow please your spirit, you know, devotee. Let me please my spiritual master. And if it feels an instruction, because like, it's always hopeless to repay the spiritual master and please him mm -hmm. and complete that in, that interaction, all the mercy he's given us. So, so let me somehow <laughs> give into that relationship. It's like weightless chances and forwardless, and why should one do austerities? Why should one be austere? Why should why should one like be careful with what they eat? Or why should one take some yams? Or why should one like go out of it? Why should they go to bloody Ethiopia and just read books? <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just sit in the house and chant six hours and like do some small service and then if both is doing the same, both is going back together. Yeah. Yeah, because um, like I said before, if, to just sit and chant. Like, okay, finish 16 rounds, then what are you going to do? You do some service, and then when you do like far out service, <laughs> like go to <laughs> Ethiopia and stream books and hurry now, then uh, taking a risk for Krishna, for his pleasure, then you can see how he saved us big time. Vinya? Yeah. <laughs> big time he saved us. We weren't supposed to survive that, you know. We went to the Oroma freaking festival where they stick anyone who's going to do anything different. We were supposed to die then, you know? We complete foreigners, we were supposed to die. But what? We had this instruction from somebody to do Harunam every day. <laughs> and we didn't die. And what? Their Harunam joins us. 
some kids join, some farmers join in. You know, you somehow get some books out there. And like forever, it will be known as doing the first book in Harinams in Ethiopia. If that's not mercy, to carry on. So it's kind of like you do these things to attract more mercy. And, um, and that helps with your 16 rounds. This place is like nourishing. Yeah, that's suffering. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if you don't do service, then you're so mm -hmm. you know, Like the whole thing with this lockdown and uh, everything. So it happened in like April or March, end of March, you could say. So all the hospital, all the maternity wards are going to be full in December and January. Why? <laughs> what are they not going to do? Yeah, big corona babies in December and January. So true. They're stressed out. They don't know how to deal with their minds. And the only way is sense gratification. I feel like in Western countries, they're using contraception. They're using contraception, abortion, and so maybe there'll be a big abortion. Or there'll be like a big baby boom in like Africa. Everywhere. But I'm just saying like, the materialistic mind, the mind is materialistic. And we don't want to give it a chance. So when you do these big sacrifices, the mind cannot be helped to take shelter in Krishna. You mentioned that Krishna wants to talk with the attachment of Sudan, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 he's a friend. He was the most important thing to him. Sudan? Yeah, it's like more important than someone like me or whatever. Whole life's about austerity. You know, it's about pleasing Krishna. But sometimes Krishna likes to break out of attachments. So hopefully we have attachment for austerity and then he'll give all these palaces. <laughs> Unfortunately we don't have that attachment <laughs> for austerity. Isn't it like austerity is a wealth of the Brahmins or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, austerity proper said is um, um Yeah, there's four rated principles actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. And waking up early also this Rishibhade in fifth canto. He's speaking about Yeah, you get uh, from Tapasya then you get um transcendent wealth. And uh, that's the gate to uh, to the spiritual wealth. Yeah, yeah. You get uh, unlimited happiness from so it's pretty much denying sense gratification. But we do both at the same time by serving Krishna. Mm -hmm. We're not like the yogis. Because he was like teaching Jada Yoga, you know, yeah. he's like becoming a stone like putting his own hair out, putting stone in his mouth, and lying in his own stool in your own, but it smelled really nice for miles. And yeah, use the snake and for <laughs> Yeah, python, So that's not a process. Our process is not quite like our own power. We're going to control the senses. We're giving them a high test. We're nursing Krishna. 
So, yeah, LS30 is fun. Devotional service, actually. Uh, it's just because we're attached to material sense gratification, it feels like it's hard. It's like a, 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 a drug addict in rehab. You kind of like that. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, You say druggies, they like that, right? You know, you just take a little bit of some, you take a little bit of sense gratification. And then they start breaking into cars and doing all sorts of stuff. So, we're kind of in rehab. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're not. But, like I said, you know, when you go up and down, Uh, Devoti told me that if you want to go up, you must go like to bottom because you can yeah. like this uh, like this ball. Oh, like a ball. Bang. It's like bang. Yeah, we don't try to fall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he spoke more more like uh, about internal, like oh, internally, yeah. like going Humility. so down, like really see yourself in the real life yeah. that you. From there you can. Yeah, yeah. The, from that place you can pray for mercy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, we're thinking about are uh, we gonna go back to Godhead or not? I'm, I'm kind of I'm on the optimistic side because I know my spiritual master would help me. Mm-hmm. I know that if I deviate or something like that, if I remember him, I'm going to do things, I'm going to bring him again. Whatever is like not there, I didn't take care of it. And this can be on someone maybe not got a plastic orientation, you can maybe put on your shadow, carry what you like, preserve what you have. One who's always meditating on Krishna's transcendent form. You know, we have the, the form of the spiritual master and the form of I think that's that's me. That's like it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says that the initiation. You make vows, but I also make a vow that I take you back to God, whether you like it or not. Should we go back to 